0: Everybody, hope you guys are doing amazing and have had a relaxing weekend. Uh, I'm back in the chair on Monday mornings. Now I'm going to be around for at least the nice, next five or six weeks, same time, same place every Monday morning at 9 a.m. live with Matt as we have been doing this for over four years now. I think it's been going on for more than four years. Uh, It's really exciting. I've been away for a couple of weeks. We were in the Philippines with the team for our annual conference. which we we had a lot of fun bonding but also we ended up being super super productive and um then last week we were up in far north queensland uh doing events in cairns Townsville, and mackay today we're flying off to sydney just for 24 hours and uh and wednesday we finish in melbourne our national tour And we wrap up all of the events for 2019 and are super, super excited um, to just host the last retreat in November and have the three months with our family. And then I'm going to start getting my hands dirty, uh, fixing up all sorts of little bits and pieces, painting and uh, doing all those kind of little projects. And of course, enjoying the warmer weather, which is just around the corner. It's going up and down here in Melbourne. So strap yourself in this morning. Um, Of course, it was appropriate to talk a little bit about decluttering coming at the end of the year, obviously it's springtime and I like to sort of uh, give an overview of the things that um, we do in our family and how we do it and maybe some tips and tricks can be uh, shared and I thought I'd cover off not just the decluttering of space but your technology, your time, your business because every year um, since I started I have Always always look for ways. How can I become more efficient not spend time doing things that really don't bring results in my life? or they're just time fillers? Um, thank you, Amy um, Have an awesome day with your with your client Now, Amy revels one of our authors who write a book simply organized and if you need some professional help when it comes to decluttering then check out her book contact her get it to sort of give you that kick up the butt you know the hardest thing about decluttering is getting started so I'm going to just quickly do my share of this live in the couple of groups that this also needs to go live and then we're going to get on with it I've got stuff here (laughs) to show you guys and to share with you so I'm just going to do my little share into ultimate business support and um and then we are going to uh, get going with the content this morning. Um, feels weird being back home. I feel like I haven't been uh, home for ages. All right, that's one. Um, and in Author Your Way to Riches is number two. All right. <clears throat> okay. Share. Anyway, so it's done. Okay, so Stuart um, was the person that uh, kind of, uh, taught me how to let go of stuff um when we got together when what was it about 14 15 years ago um you know I, uh, I was always raised of the mindset you know you've got to keep things what if this happens and what if that happens i wasn't really a um a, a messy person uh, it, i just had a lot of stuff which was very uh, neatly organized but i didn't have empty space or you know just space to breathe a little bit like everything was very very organized uh however there was too much of it and with Stuart um by my side and watching him how he uh treated his things uh and asking me some really key questions when it was time to just clean up and let go over the years i become more i became more and more um uh, uh to just let go of stuff and that really uh, changed the way I feel about my space, my life, how organized I am, Uh, even though as I said beforehand I was still super organized but now it's just like I just let go of things a lot more uh, easily. So um, every year ever since Stuart and I met we do uh, Mission Declutter we didn't call it that in the beginning, we'd just go uh, decluttering and all that kind of stuff, but we, um, being in business and naming things and all that kind of stuff, making it a bit of a project, I thought, why not? You know, and a few years ago, we named it Mission Declutter and um, and then we started doing it around November, December every year. So springtime, where it's getting a bit warmer, you feel like all the stuff that has been built up over the years is starting to really give you the shits. And um, we, we go through every single room. So I've got this little sheet that I create um, and I list out all of the different rooms um, in the house and I put down dates. So it goes on for about 7 to 10 days. Um, sometimes, you know, I can finish it in 5 or 6. It's not about pushing yourself to you know try to get it down, done over a weekend it's about doing two to four hours a day um, over a period of time of course that you don't have like events and all that sort of stuff so for example yes I started yesterday but I won't be doing anything for the next three days because I've got events and then I'll probably continue on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and early into the, the following week and then the skip is coming on the 8th of November so at the end of mission declutter, there's a skip. So the mindset of the skip is that, um, uh, you know, so you don't kind of go, oh God, I'm building up too much rubbish. I don't know how I'm going to get rid of it and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, just know that the end at the end of it, you will get a skip to come in and you'll put everything. So have a spot in the house where you're stacking everything up. And of course, divide things that can be donated or gifted to someone or whatever, or whatever it is that, um, know so that you're not throwing out stuff that other people can make use of so we um we do that every single year and we go through every single room and of course my suggestion is tackle your least favorite room first and for us that was my girl's bedroom because uh we tend to have a lot of fights in there we tend to um uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, start screaming, and, and they don't want to throw stuff out, and they want to leave certain things a certain way, and I want things a certain way, and you know, um, all that kind of stuff uh, can create a lot of flashes. So, also in addition to creating our little itinerary here of what's going to happen and how it's going to happen, it's great when you start ticking stuff off, like we've got one line ticked off here uh, from yesterday's mission. Um, but This year we decided, you know what, let's come up with a little poem or a mantra. And that's, yeah, I posted it on um, on social media uh, yesterday. I'll have a, I'll read it out to you guys. We thought we'd make it rhyme because it's for the, like, mostly, yes, for us and for the kids, but that the kids would be more willing to accept it if they were, um, you know, if they had something fun to say and it kind of rhymed. So here we go. The time has come to declutter. Each time I do it, it makes my heart flutter. No one can scream and there is no being mean. I let go of stuff I don't need. Um, When I do this, I feel freed. (laughs) I donate to those with less. This makes my home free of mess. I make fast decisions which fulfill my visions. I take care of my space and keep everything in its place. If there are no tantrums and stomping feet, when we finish, it will be time for a tasty treat. <laughs> so that's the little poem and mantra. And um, and the girls really embraced it. So we kind of all set it as a family away from the room. But then when we entered the room, they actually wanted to say it again uh, before we began. And we did it. And every two hours, what we do is we have breaks. Um, So you go for two hours. So you don't get... A super bored and then you start making, you know, I oh, yeah, leave this and kind of want to finish it up So have breaks every two hours. So that's mission declutter of your space. Um, now the other places that it's really really important that you declutter Especially if you're a small business owner is your technology and your electronics and your filing system and all that kind of stuff so there is a few places that I uh, declutter consistently not just once a year. The one that's a big one once a year is like your computer, with the few full files within your computer. <laughs> Thank you, Angela. Um, we like it too. Uh, I was looking up words that rhyme. It took me about half an hour which you to come up with that, but it's now here to stay. Um, so um, the second, so when it comes to uh, technology, um, I look at and I'm constantly decluttering regularly my desktop. Um, I see a lot of people have like so much um, stuff all over their desktops, like 60 or 70 things on there if not covered fully. Um, Actually when we were away in the Philippines, you know, everyone opened up their computers and I was actually training my team on how I declutter so they could model that for themselves so they can become more efficient and more productive because when you have decluttered space guess what, you're saving a ton of time and your brain can literally in three seconds find something that um, you need in terms of file. The second place in technology is um, my apps on my phone. The third place is my uh, folders in my Outlook, uh, like inboxes. So within my emails, I've got obviously different categories for different things where I file either invoices away or agreements or uh, legal stuff, stuff that obviously I don't want to fully delete, but it's nicely categorized just like it would be on a computer. And, of course, then it's the big one, which is your... I keep all my stuff in Dropbox, so going through everything there so that I'm not um, retaining really old stuff that's obsolete and it's not slowing um, or reducing my space and just making me... Not so much that there is an ample amount of space when it comes to uh, storage nowadays on computers. It's more so um, the ability for you to be able to find um, all the things that you need at sort of like in a three second period so you should also have a bit of a filing cabinet in your head in terms of where things go and how you logically know how to find stuff on your computer because you wouldn't believe the amount of times that i have uh uh, sat down with people at their computers and how lost they have been in their own computer so don't let that happen this can be a big 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 job to get things organized properly but once it's done if you actually regularly just um you know look uh, look it over and and you're kind of decluttering as you go or you're removing things um then you will uh be able to keep it all really nice and neat um so Look at stuff on your phone. Um, What are the apps that you kind of have never opened up? Uh, What are the things that, um, you know, and what I like to do on my phone is actually not have the apps all over, um, all over different pages, because sometimes people have like pages and pages and pages and pages of apps. Mine like kind of goes only over the second, I don't know if you guys can see, but it only goes over to the second page. What I like to do with my phone is categorize the apps within the little squares. So I've got a travel square, I've got a shop square, I've got a watch square, I've got a listen square, I've got a photo square, utility square, banking one, accounting, productivity, business conferencing, all that kind of stuff. So um, yes, there are probably about six or seven apps within those each categories, but everything's kind of, you you get to learn, like, what am I doing right now? So again, you develop like a filing system for your phone apps, which makes you a lot more productive. And if you're on an iPhone, there is actually a little trick in case your eyes can't see the tiny little app within within the little window. If you actually drag down the screen, holding the finger down, And you open the search field and start typing the app that you're looking for. If you can't find it, it'll come up straight away as long as you put in the name in there. A lot of people don't know that little trick. Um, And if I ever kind of go, oh, my God, where did that app go? I have no idea. Just drag the screen down and you'll be able to find it super, super fast. So really, really important to go through those. You know what? Apps are not gone just because you've removed them off your computer. If you really wanted or needed that app again, you can always re downloaded from the cloud so it's just more about you not keeping stuff that's actually wasting your your time your attention and taking up again space on your phone i also uh, do um move my photos from my phone uh maybe once a year onto like a hard drive and all that sort of stuff because some people can have like thousands and thousands upon photos and again, you know, um, the less clutter there is the more effective and the clearer our brain works So those are the places with technology when it comes to the desktop just um, some tips I literally at the moment have four things on my desktop Um, you know a couple of uh, photos that I regularly use I mean, people put stuff on the desktop so they can quickly access it and that's the whole point, find it really quickly, you know where it is on the desktop. But where this gets out of hand is when you have 70, 80 different things on there and then you're searching through those because actually they're not organised in any logical sequence. So stuff should sit on the desktop only maybe for the day or for the week or whatever else. If it's something that you always like my half-day presentation, like I've been doing my half-day events now on You know one after the other sitting sitting there, you know for 10 days But once I finish on my events on Wednesday That'll get filed away where I normally file it away and it won't sit on my desktop So keep your desktop clean because when you start your day, it'll just make you feel so so amazing Okay, so we've talked about you know space um, you know, uh, when you, when you do start to cluttering, um, you know, have those different containers or black like rubbish bags or whatever, whatever it is, is you're going to use, you know, the donate bag, the, the throw out, you know, like really rubbish bag and the move. What I find really, really helpful is to have like a, one of those laundry tubs, um, you know, um, where we put stuff that we find in a room we're decluttering that actually doesn't live in that room. So you got to move it to the other uh, part of the house. And that's really amazing because at the end of mission declutter, everything is exactly where it needs to be. Over the year, but, uh, things really do sneak in to places where they shouldn't be. You should have seen the girls yesterday. They found about seven different things they've been looking for for ages and they couldn't find um otherwise and they were so happy and what we find in our family is everything gets to be played with a lot more they like hanging out in their own room and um and all of a sudden they're moving away from the ipads and devices and that stuff that they use for entertainment because now all of a sudden their space is beautiful and they um love being in there Okay. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is decluttering stuff in your business. So, um, so sometimes you kind of go, okay, well, what does that actually mean? Well, of course, we talked about the electronic filing and all that kind of stuff. But is there things that you have um, been doing, say for the last 12 months, um, that really are not bringing you um results um perhaps you're spending too much time time on time on them for the wrong reasons um and maybe you have a program or something that you put out there into the marketplace that if it really is not really taking off it's not you know converting as well or maybe it's taking away too much time of other things you've got to focus on Because the the key, I believe, to success that I have uncovered over the last 10 years of building my own business is to find focus and to find focus and really just delve really deeply into, you know, becoming better and better and better and better at at your thing. Um, A lot of people can produce a lot of... um, uh, courses and pro uh, well not just products but uh, masterminds and um, one-on-ones and this type of workshop and that kind of masterclass and it can become really really scattered um but at the end of the day every year I when we sit, sit down we actually open up oh I don't do it in my diary it's actually an electronic file on my computer but I used to at the back of my diary uh have um all the clients that I have signed up um, for the year. And then I sit down and I ask myself, where did this client come for, from? Was it a speaking gig? Was it a, um, uh, 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 a referral? Was it from a Facebook ad? Was at a half-day workshop? Was it from a masterclass? What, how did this uh, come about that I ended up finding this client? And then if you can review how you find your clients, then you can also make decisions. Of what type of marketing strategies um, you should be doing more of and what you should be doing less of. Um, you know, because things do shift and change depending on where and what stage of your business you're at. You guys would know that in the first um, five years of my business, I was at every event, I was going out, networking my little butt off, doing a ton of free-speaking gigs all of the time. Um, and it was great because that's what I needed to do, and I, uh, and you know, I missed more of my time to be able to, um, you know, find and build relationships and all that kind of stuff until I could invest. Uh, money into marketing my business and scaling it to the next level so uh, then uh, once I was able to invest into scaling my business through investing in uh, Facebook advertising then of course I could wind down a bit of the networking um, side of things and the free speaking gigs and do more you know, focus on how, what copy we're putting out there, how are we targeting, who are we targeting, you know, how are we are serving our clients? And the more space I made for this, then 18 months ago, we decided to start our own in-house publishing company, which allowed space. Uh, one year, I'm, uh, for two years, I was doing an at-home mastermind program where people would come to my house once a month for the whole day. And one year was the Bums on Seats Mastermind and the, uh, next year was Sales Mastery Mastermind. And there were wonderful programs with great people and, and, you know, really enjoyed hosting them. But at the end of the day, I realized that, Um, I had to be present in my home every single month and with the travel schedule that we had, it became more and more uh, challenging to make it a consistent monthly thing. Sometimes we would have a seven-week gap and other times we'd be back in two or three weeks. And when I thought, okay, well, what would I do for these 12 days, um, extra days that I would have in my business, what can I focus on, and actually made the decision that, that the third year I wouldn't host this particular program because it was taking my focus away from what I do uh, best and what I'm trying to focus on. So every hour I sit down and I go, okay, so what did we, we also review, where did we go to host our workshops? Was that a valuable um, uh, experience? You know, who did we meet? What were the people like over there? You know, um, and each and every single time we're reviewing, you know, what are we doing that we believe works? What should we try uh, try to change? What should we remove from um, from uh, what our standard process is? You know, is there something that's just like a deadbeat kind of thing that we're doing and and it just doesn't work? So continuously, just stop um, stop, take stock. This is the time of the year to do it. Uh, review where you're at. Maybe there's still some time to to uh, produce the the goal. You know, we set a goal, um, you know, while we were in the Philippines two weeks ago, we said, well, well, this is where we're at for the year and this is where we wanna be um, at the end of the year with knowledge that we've got five more workshops and all that kind of stuff, so we set some goals and we're getting very close to it. So what is it that you need to do to achieve that annual goal, goal, and um, and who are you speaking um, to? Maybe, perhaps, if you have haven't got a team of people as yet, perhaps uh, buddies. I've always had um, close business buddies that I've talked uh, more frequently than to others. And if, um, you know, you could go away with someone for a weekend and actually stop and take stock of what has happened for the year and discuss each other's, um, you know, businesses and get someone from an outsider perspective to sort of, um, you know, give you feedback and sort of say, is this really working? And, um, And Stuart and I always say when something becomes a chore um and uh you know you just get that feeling in your stomach that really uh, should I I shouldn't be doing this or I hate doing this uh it's usually a sign um, and you should listen to that gut feeling to let go of that thing um, You know that it's become too much of a chore and I'm not saying like you know certain things in our businesses We do need to do even if we don't like them uh, Certainly, but I'm talking about you know um, You know the effort like for example, I was doing so many free speaking years, I think somewhere between 30 and 50 a year on top of my own 60 events so I was executing about a hundred speaking gigs in a year but when I actually stopped and reviewed where um where I was at and what outcomes I was actually getting by being at these uh, free speaking gigs uh it just the outcome was like two i think it was uh, when I reviewed it at the end of the year two paying clients as a result of like forty speaking gigs yet um you know ninety five uh, like say ten percent of my clients were from direct referrals from my previous clients and then it was like eighty five percent was um, you know, my strategy of Facebook, um, event to, um, uh, uh, to, um, what's it called to my retreat um facebook sorry facebook to my half-day workshop to then my retreat and i said well it's obviously clear where i should be focusing and getting better at melissa says you always give so much value to your videos, natasha for me i love connecting with people online you're so real focused this was inspiring thank you so much melissa i appreciate that I've, been, I've missed you guys for the last two weeks and um um, I had every intention of doing an extra one, but it's the nine o'clock on Monday that I, I really love. It actually gets my week also going and puts me from family mode to um, mind, uh, sorry business mode and get my mindset into into that uh, train of thinking because yesterday I was all about picking out. Well, should we keep this soft toy or should we get uh, rid of this soft toy and uh, making all of these decisions and refolding a million little tops and uh, pants for the girls, but no, it feels so good. So, so really, really take stock to have a look at your uh, business. And the other thing is, if you haven't yet planned 2020, you guys please 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 do it especially if you're planning to do events in 2020 and i know a lot of people who watch me or who follow me run their own events our whole 2020 is already there planned out where we're going to go where we're going to holiday what are we going to do every flight pretty much i mean not for my interstate ones but all my international kind of stuff is all booked organized um and set i can see it's going to be crazy from feb to uh, feb to april which every year seems to be the pattern for us we just have to take a breath and um and execute um and then the second half of the year for us it uh, becomes you know it's a lot a lot easier and more chilled if you like um which is good you know you one you give a big one big push um and when is that for you you know what i mean after being in years for uh, in business for quite a few years you will work out a pattern that works out well for you now that pattern you'll then just tweak um depending on decisions outcomes um you know and places you visit if you're going to do events in other places but yeah we've learned every single year you know best time for events best days for events which cities don't really have our ideal clients which cities do and we should go more to um and um and when is the best time and then also we work out a pattern when we usually take our holidays every year um you know there's always the big break in the middle of the year we also have a, a huge break now at the end once after Wednesday finishes aside from a retreat, we have a three-month period where we're not hosting our events. That doesn't mean we don't work. Of course, we're publishing books, we're talking to our clients. It's normal uh, business operations, but it's not as intense when you throw in events on top of um, everything else. So... So have a look at it if you haven't planned to start planning it. I like to color co- code mine. I have blue, uh, sorry, pink stuff for the fun, uh, fun and holidays. I've got blue stuff for my half day events, and um, I've got black stuff like for my retreats and um, and things like that. And I highlight, and then I sort of highlight the public holidays um, where they are. These little planners um, are out. These little planners that I do, I know some of you guys use them. Um, They actually start to be able to, um, have you done any online workshops? Do you mean like uh, webinars and um, like an online half-day workshop, Melissa? Is that what you mean? Um, But these little planners, guys, um, start on, let me tell you. They don't start 1st of January, they start way earlier, 25th of November. So I'll be able to use my new planner from the 25th of November. So if you want to get your hands on one of these, I'll post the link up. Um, There's there's only like two pink of this little one and about 10 black. And then I've got the big size, uh, which is the age 4 like that. Uh, but in this um, this version for, for uh, 2020. And pretty much that's it, you know, once they're gone. Uh, this is one thing that I am going to stop creating. Uh, the last time we're going to be releasing it is this 2020 planner. This is something that I'm decluttering. Uh, why? I've been doing this planner for five years and I absolutely love it. Uh, however, you would agree with me that there is a certain... Um, uh pressure to sell these little uh planners within a specific period because they expire of course once once we get into 2020 everyone's got their planners and all that kind of stuff and then you've got to reduce them in price and whatever it is and i've had amazing feedback and that's awesome but for me it's way too much effort and too much thinking to um uh to keep Um, you know, keep selling them within a specific period of time. So recently, as you guys would know, but I didn't want to get rid of it altogether. Um, Melissa, I'll post the link afterwards. And yes, I have done a half-day online workshop and I hated it. Um, It went on for the same amount of period that I would have uh, done my normal half-day workshop. Um, And it just felt like you were talking, like you're talking to yourself, you're delivering your stuff, but there's no energy from the audience. So it just didn't really um uh, I didn't enjoy it um not to say that I wouldn't consider doing a com- more compact version maybe a 90 minute one as a webinar style because I think it's way too long like you know half day workshop to do it um over the um over the uh what's it called um uh, like it just seems like people lose their uh, attention span yeah thank you uh, Melissa yeah do share uh, share it I'll, I'll give you the link. Um, but um, these planners are, are wonderful. I just want to make myself one every year uh, of, because um, I love the things that they have. Um, but it's just become too much of a headache to just, and lugging them around in suitcases on top of all the books that I already take. So what I did to replace it, so some, I never get rid of something Um, unless I have an idea of how I'm going to replace it. Because for us, these were a wonderful revenue uh, addition on top of our product sales in events. And so um, we thought, well, what can we develop that's similar to this, that would be about that $50 price point. Um, The little ones are 30 and the big ones are 50 for these, but what would be a planner? And so I developed the ultimate first time author book planner. I don't even know if I, hang on, let let me show you actually what I did, guys. I did um this. Hang on a tick. So I actually, uh, I actually, it's spiral as well, um, like that one. Uh, but I actually published them. Check these out. I published them like a proper book, <laughs> and they got all my templates, and I've got an ISBN. No, actually, I didn't even think I'm gonna tell you guys this today and I haven't shown anyone. So the ones in Australia that I'm gonna sell, are gonna be like a spiral, like a proper, because this is actually full of my intellectual property and all of my templates and it's got notes, pages, it's got book unpacks, everything um, on there, like the goal setting. So I created this and the reason I published it as a proper book as well was um, because I can do print on demand um yes melissa so um in america when i go next year to do another tour because we're going for wrestlemania we're going to do one more tour i'm going to order these and get them delivered straight to my the hotels or wherever we're hosting the events uh but in australia I actually have them in a spiral and this is what replaces now that one um but what is what is good about it it's relevant to what i do right it's not just a diary it's actually so relevant to everything that i'm teaching and and showing people how to do um and it's my intellectual property and i can still price it at you know that 50 dollar price point um because it's got all everything in there so these little things have been selling like hotcakes like 10 Per event, you guys. Um, when you run events, make sure you have some kind of product to sell. If I can impart any vis- wisdom to you, so there you go. I'll post up the two links for the two lots of planners when we get off. But I hope that we can. Um, uh, we ha- I have shared some insight. Uh, you can. You're welcome to use my declutter mantra that we shared earlier. Um, you know, my little poem I posted as if you want to see it, I posted it an image of my personal profile yesterday when I showed like how we did the girls' room. Um, you know, take the time to do this. It's a good time of the year. It feels, feels really cleansing. You feel so much more motivated and inspired. And, you, you know, once I get it done, this in the next eight days, I always say get the work done and then chill out. You know, I'll be by the pool outside, um, you know, still doing stuff. But then I'll have the free space to get creative of what are the new things I can bring in. Once I make the space, I can now bring new things into the business. All right, so it's been wonderful to connect with you again on this Monday. I'll definitely be back same time, same place next Monday. I'm around for the next five, six weeks. Then we're off to the US for a white Christmas. So I might see you from the white, beautiful uh, scenery of Utah. And I, um, you're going to declutter. Do it, Melissa, do it. It's the best thing. And set it as an annual schedule thing. Uh, make the time. And before you know it, you go through everything. And every year it's easier. It's just because you don't have as much stuff. The first one, when you do it the first time, it's like... You know, it can be so annoying and so time-consuming. But now it's just like almost touch-ups, if you like. Uh, But get that skip at the end of it. All right, guys, I'm going to go do my live in my author secret group for those guys. And I will see you next week, same time, same place. Have an awesome day and smash it out. Bye, guys.